nerds, this is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. It seems like every Wednesday, it's we just have our our, our news sheet goes from to be TBD to like, oh wow, how are we gonna like talk fit all this in? <laughs> I know, I know. And yeah. and it's technically Tuesday because we record on Wednesdays now. So yeah. Tuesday night everything explodes, which just Better reason to record on a Wednesday as opposed to a Thursday. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. You're so right. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. I, like, I don't even want to talk about the other news item. I just want to go straight into this, the casting news, where we yeah. found out that Ruby Rose is officially not going to return as Batwoman in season two. Yeah. That was... Wow, I mean, I when I saw that news yesterday, and you know, and given that we're just off the hills of season one finale, and you know, feeling pretty good about the series, how things ended the first season, given it was a COVID short shortened season, yeah. and then and then and then you you get that news. I mean, it's not like it's just supporting character, but the lead of yeah. a. Of a, of a show and, and a particular show that has so much buzz about it at the beginning just because of, you know, have a lesbian superhero who is actually played by a lesbian actress and and really had grown into the role. And then, boom, you get, you get that news. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, it, it just I had literally finished watching the season finale of Batwoman. And then I found out about that. And I'm just like, no. No, no, no. But then I, got to thinking, then I got to thinking about it, like after my initial reaction. And it's it's really funny because I kept thinking about those interviews that we listened to um, mm-hmm. with on the Michael Rosenbaum podcast, yeah. where they were mm-hmm. talking about the workload and just the struggles of being isolated in Vancouver and it's not it's not meant for everyone it's not meant for all actors and actresses to sign on to CW show literally have their life uprooted and them have to day in day out shoot a show for a majority of the year because of how long the seasons are so so when I started thinking about that I'm just like okay so maybe she thought that life and being the lead of a TV show would be different and it wasn't, yeah. it just didn't work for her. So I don't, because she's used to movies, movies and she's used to Netflix series, which Netflix, <clears throat> I'm sure it's long hours, but it's yeah. also their shorter seasons than a CW. Right. right. And also in the, in Orange is the New Black, she was just, she was a supporting character. So right. You know, all the weight of a show was not on her. And same with the feature film. I mean, you're just one member of a, a large ensemble, again, as a supporting character. And, and you know, your 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 feelings and, and, and thoughts on this are pretty consistent with, you know, some of the stories that started coming out today. And even uh, I just happened to have an interaction as well with someone who's close to the situation and and about the, the hours and the, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the longevity and, and, you know, and even in, in their conversation I was having with an individual, it, you know, I thought about Stevens and, and Grant's conversation in particular, Grant, you know, how he talked about how he had to turn down several things that he had booked yep. 
because of the, the scheduling of episodic television. And, and I also think back to uh, what was the actress in the Fresh Off the Boat uh, whenever awesome. she had her tw- uh, when she had her Twitter meltdown when the series was renewed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and how she was just like, you know, and of course, you know, she got crushed on Twitter for her reaction. But, but again, it's, it, it, that's what happens when actors sign up for episodic television. And when you have seasons that are you know, eight, nine months of filming, it really leaves them a very small window to do other other projects. And mm-hmm. and and so you can understand as an artist why they they probably just felt suffocated and hamstrung. And so it'll be interesting, you know, in thinking about Ruby. I mean, you know, Grant's hasn't signed on for you know seasons eight and nine yet. I mean, he's talked about it, but it's a real possibility that we'll be having this conversation, you know sometime later this year or maybe in 2021 about Grant Gustin leaving the flash. And mm-hmm. so if he decides to, I mean, but he probably, he'll probably end up signing, maybe doing a one year, year, year to year kind of deal. Just, he'll, but. he'll do a, a Mel. I, I don't, what I don't like is the idea of him leaving the flash and then suddenly the flash is over. And it's like, no. Right. Yeah, 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 he may. Yeah, I think he'll probably. You're right. I think he probably will do an ML. Just like, okay, I'll come back for another season, season and a half kind of deal. And yeah, that will have a good clean exit strategy like this. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I think with Ruby's situation, getting back to her, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely sounds like, you know, she was just, just probably didn't fully grasp what she was getting herself into and 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 probably it's probably for the best for all parties involved that she she moved on when even though it sucks and it's from a fan standpoint how, given how the character has grown and how she's grown into the role when we think when you we think about how would how we used to talk about how wouldn't she seemed to to by the end of end of this season how how much more relaxed she felt about kate and um yeah, so yeah, I guess you know it's it's not unprecedented. I mean, I know there's been well other series. It's pretty unprecedented a- for I mean for for the lead. I mean, uh, yeah. unless the char- unless the lead has you know there has been situations where actors have passed away, right, right, or, right. Or, or or something like that. Uh, but I mean, I was just trying to rack my brain as far as like you know a, a show. I mean, I, I know it's like like the two Darrens on like the old show Bewitched, you know, where they switched out the the lead actors. Uh, but as far I, as like... It's the, the Arrowverse. So there are yeah. plenty of loopholes for them to pull. Right now on the show, we have a person who can just make make new faces out of skin. So I am yeah. I'm sure that they will figure this out and how to yeah. do it. However, yeah. we won't forget. <laughs> Yeah, we won't. That's Season the thing. two is going to play out, huh? What if Ruby Rose had continued on? Or, hmm, that scene would have been better acted by Ruby Rose. Like, that's yeah. the hard thing is that yeah. also, I don't know who they will get because any actress who comes on to that show, she they know that they're going to get compared to Ruby and mm-hmm. in season one. And, and I'm, it's, it makes me even more interested in season two, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But I also am just like, huh, they, they'll figure it out. I know they will, but I don't know if they're going to, even if they do figure it out, I don't know if what they choose to do will be like 
the best thing ever. Just, and I, and I really also don't know, like, however they come up with to explain it, or even if they don't, I mean, that's, they don't have to, they can just switch it out and everybody can act normal. And you were like, huh? I mean, yeah. They they could totally do that. I mean, there's really, again, because even for the characters in that show, other than Luke, and and Mary, and and uh, Julia Pennyworth, um, and well, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's really no reason for them to have to like explain why all of a sudden Kate looks, looks different. Cause <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah. Yeah, cause the, at least the, to the, to the out the rest of the world, Batwoman is, you know, wears a cowl. So, mm-hmm. and then, and, and you know, the characters who do know who she is in her non-vigilante life, um, you know, there's really no real reasoning to, to get into some tortured story point about why all of a sudden Kate looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about people looking differently, I want to get into this finale. I do. Okay. okay. Um. So, so this finale was interesting. I will. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I was bored for about 75 percent of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was really. And it, it. It's again. This is Batwoman, so it's not that it's a horrible episode. It just felt so. It's an episode where you bridge two parts of the story together to set up your finale. It's not really a finale episode. However, <laughs> <laughs> I I guess we do predict the future, Will, because yeah. last yeah, week we, we were talking about how, how and when they introduced Batman yep. and Bruce Wayne. And mm-hmm. would you believe it or not, at the very end of this episode, they figured it out. And and I told you they would jump the shark if they did it now, and and they did it. However, I like the way they did it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I did too. Yeah, I I thought of you when I saw that, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna be good. I'm not gonna like go, oh that ending because I didn't want to spoil it for you, but or get your hopes up, and you'd be like, damn it, well you did it again. But uh, the uh, that that was uh, I have to give it to him. That was a very uh, I, I like the way they introduced Bruce into this into the series. I, I can't, I, I, I won't quibble with it, uh, it because it was, yeah, I mean, it, it was a very inventive way of, of bringing it into the character and and, and then how you know and, and really so many story possibilities going into season two now that that Tommy is is playing. Bruce Wayne, especially given that he knows all of, you know, he knows about Wayne Towers and the Batcave under there and and his alter ego. So, and so, so between that and, um, you know, yeah. with the, with the journal and, you know, Kate having the, the one shard of kryptonite in, in, in her office hidden and, you know, all the little things like that. Uh, it really creates some real, real possibilities, especially if the actor can, you know, can uh, be less wooden than some other versions of, of Bruce that we that we've seen. Yeah, I, I just, I was, um, I again, you chose the right word for it. It's just inventive because this whole, and it almost redeems, almost redeems. Hush from last week. I'm yeah. still not over that. 
Um, yeah. And hopefully he won't be walking around and being like, hush. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. You are I, Bruce I think, freaking I, Wayne. Yeah, hush. He may hush may return, but it'll be when when they un, whenever they figure out that that's not Bruce. But yeah, which but, which I mean, I almost I I still want, and I don't know how you feel about this, but in my yeah. mind, if they can pull off season two with Tommy being Bruce. Mm-hmm. And having everyone find out about it and it all unfold without really introducing Bruce, mm-hmm. I that would work really well for me because obviously, well, once the other Bruce shows up, well, yeah, the there's an issue, but yeah, I just, I, I mean, I still want them to hold back on the real Bruce, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I this is a good compromise to get us into that season two. And also with, I mean, our, our the lead of the show, her face is going to change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting all these changes, <laughs> changes, changes. Yeah. That should be the name of the, yeah, that should be the, that should be the premiere episode of season two. Is just like, you know, changes in change. Changes are coming. What did you think about Alice killing mouse? I thought that was yeah. so weird. I think that was I actually I, I like that arc because it, I, I thought it was actually I thought it was going to come maybe last week when Mouse was having the moment in the in the soup in the tavern mm-hmm. where he was just like let's just go and leave and and, and all that. I thought it was going to happen then, but you know I think it really again Alice has been I think the MVP of this season. I mean, Rachel Scarston has done just a phenomenal job with this character because we were so worried, as we've talked about before, we were worried it was going to become kind of a parody or or just a, a, a how, you know, a very stale villain. But Killing of Mouse was like so, so Alice in so many levels because, you know, she, she was so obsessive about the journal and mm. and trying to find the kryptonite and and then but she's also but she also has a, a, a tender spot for mouse you know even given as we've learned this season just you know how she ended up being found by by mouse's father and all the you know being in the um, root cellar and all that kind of stuff and and her and the whole and the grant and you know the mother you know the mother and the whole face things i mean there's just so many layers to alice and her she and mouse were basically prisoners of that that effed up existence and and so she did have a tender spot for him but at the same time because of her obsession with trying to with you know with trying to achieve her ends you know, at the end of the day, for Alice, it's, it's all about you know, making and completing her 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 goal, and right. and so and and if there's collateral damage along the way, she will. You know, she, she is capable of of carrying it out. Feel terrible about it, and because it was a very heartfelt moment, even though it did get cut short with the commercial, and and you know, kind of took away some of the emotional. Oh, edge off of the but 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 um 
I, but at the I, same time, yeah. But but at the same time, it was just like you know she 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 felt it. But then at the same time, she was like, and she sold it. And so you still see those remnants of like humanity in Alice. And then she gets back to like back to the task. Yeah, I guess. I, for whatever reason, and maybe because I was I was watching this episode through the lens of of this is the last episode, but it was originally not meant to be the season finale, and so maybe that's why I was just under a skewed perception of what was going on because um, I I in while listening to you talk about the scene, I'm replaying it in my mind and I'm like, yeah, shit. For some reason, it just fell flat for me. Even the acting, and I love Rachel. I think she's excellent in the role, but for some reason, I did not, I did not feel the layers. I thought it was forced. I, I thought like, well, this really, usually when Alice does crazy things, they make sense to me. I'm like, yeah. She would do that. She that's a natural response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> natural is a stretch. But <laughs> I just I for whatever reason, to me, this one came out of left field. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Like, and and when I say out of left field, I'm not saying in a good way because mm-hmm. sometimes curves like that are, but it just it felt very strange and and it, it was weirdly placed in the episode there was something mm-hmm. about this pacing and and for whatever reason that's overall why this episode in particular didn't really work it was funny cuz last week we've spent so much time with Sophie and Julia and yeah. then this week <laughs> at one point i'm like wait a second where's Sophie and Julia yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Come out at the end out of nowhere, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And 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 I get it. I I I I understand. Um, but I I'll go back to what I said two weeks ago. That should have been the season finale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have not continued. And and, well, it's and, and yeah. this is silver lining. Like this proves that these seasons need to be shorter because I feel like. If we had gotten the extra episodes, I would have been like, okay, that woman, I'm glad season ended, overall good, but a few weak spots, especially towards the end. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 can't dis- I can't disagree with you on that one. But I think also, but, you know, the other thing about this series is, to your point about it, you know, two weeks ago could have been the finale. So, you know, remember... It was, you know, it only had initially a 13 order episode, you know, ep- uh, order. So it was the way they have structured these stories. It's it, it, any one of, you know, anything after 13 is just like gravy <laughs> because <laughs> when it finally got picked up for the full order. Uh, so I think, unlike the other shows, that's, you know, you, you could tell that they were struggling. You know, it was a struggle to try to wrap your head around like it being an ending. This one, you know, they really had a kind of structure like any. You know, we we're not promised a second season, so mm-hmm. so you know they were kind of structured in a way that you could you you could wrap up things in 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 one in one season. So so I think for that standpoint, that helped them with this. You know, having the with the pandemic cutting things short 
The other thing about you, you know, you were talking about uh, about Alice, and one thing I thought about when I was talking about the obsession nature is how similar she and Jacob are as far as sister single minded of task. This oh, task. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I, I just re- so that was one of the things I did like about the episode is just sort of seeing how they were both just so like driven, you know. What the ends justify the means as far as getting to their goal. In Jacob's case, he was like this alliance with with Batwoman to to stop uh, Titan, and and then and then you know whenever they were in the football stadium and they you know they managed to to take that take Titan down, then of course immediately turned and flipped you know and, and was trying to apprehend apprehend Kate. And it's the same with Mouse and, and, and Alice. So, you know, it's, it's seeing those 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 DNA familial personality lines there with with, with these characters uh, that I think really sets up for a good strong dynamic with the inter- interactions between between the uh, the storyline this in this first season, which you know, which makes for very for in, very interesting television. So, when those scenes were on, those were pretty interesting for me. You know, you're talking about things that fell flat. For me, the whole Titan story fell flat. That's where I was kind of like, I was like, okay, I, I kind of checked out a lot of those scenes because it's just like, I was like, what's point here? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it was villain of yeah. the week. <laughs> villain of the week. I do villain have another week. question. Um, yeah. Did do we know where and who Mary's biological father is? You know, it has not been established. Yeah. Okay. So, spoiler alert, future villain coming to town, going to be a mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as, yeah, because well, if I recall back from the pilot and stuff, I mean, Jacob and uh, Mary's mother, obviously, you know, socialite, marriage, that kind of thing. But and, but I don't think they really explored her her backstory as yeah. far as who her father is, you know, and it was really more the whole step drama stepsister issues that she and Kate had. But but in a good uh, way. Like, that's yeah, something yeah. I like about that character is that it would be typical to make her the bratty, stupid mm-hmm. um, stepsister, but they really flipped that on this head where this is a girl who lost her mother early on in the season and then is trying to form this, this sisterhood with her stepsister Because who else does she have? And just the way she kept emphasizing Jacob's my father, too, in this Mm -hmm. episode just clicked on me. I'm like, right, but you are stepsisters. So where is your real dad? And what is the story? And what happened? Mm -hmm. Um, So so I I just wrote that down because. um, And and that's a testament to this show. Like even in a boring episode, I'll find something where I'm like, I wonder if they're going to pull that string, which they'll probably will eventually. They will. They will. And also, I think it was a good way to, again, as I was talking before about the, the threads with all these characters and their, and their various arcs. And, and of course, out, you know, Kate having to, Again, and it really sets up this, you know, sets up other th- parts of the, sh- the story dealing with one co- you know, having to come out to her father once, and now again uh, having, you know, not being able to to come out to her father as far as being a Batwoman, and and so you know, just that that 
emotional, you know, issue of, you know, that she's been dealing with and, and, and trying to, you know, help the city out and be the, be the vigilante that, that can, can do things that the crows and the police can't do. And, but yet she can't tell her father this because he is just so obsessed with like, uh, you know, this is you know, like Javert or, or thinking back to early seasons of Arrow with, uh, with, with Quentin Lance, uh, you know, bringing, bringing this person, this vigilante to just to quote unquote justice. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, you know, there's, there's, there's those pieces to the story as well, and, you know, and especially when when Sophie uh, is, even though she doesn't know Kate's Batwoman, but still trying to show how Batwoman is asset to Gotham, and and and, and Jacob needs to see that. So, so you know, it, it definitely plays a lot of good good beats with how to use all the supporting characters in, in a, in a way to uh, support the under underlying story and, 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 and meaningful ways instead of like ways that's to some of the other era of our shows. Sometimes you're kind of like wondering, okay, this subplot's going nowhere. Why are we dealing with it? Even though I will say the subplot with Titan this week and trying to force the issue of CTE was, was, you know, the, the, people quibble about the Arrowverse and trying to do social things and whatnot. And this, that was, this was one of those places where it did seem very forced trying to deal with the issue of football players and athletes and CTE. I was like, okay, yeah, it's like not landing right with me. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking about shows that have subplots that go nowhere, you want to talk about Supergirl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, hmm. I like Let's Lex. Throw three things down. <laughs> I have no idea how <laughs> he wrote down, but I I, have... I know that he, he wrote down probably about Supergirl the same amount of notes I took about Star Girl and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, you're 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 right because <laughs> I really like Star Girl, but uh, you know this season has been for me a disappointing season. I know, uh, and I don't want to belabor that point. We we've. I don't want to run our listeners away by by you know complaining about Supergirl. I mean, I, you know, this episode, you know, we finally get um, it was David Harewood's. I think was this directorial debut? Or was it his? Or he's done? Has he directed a couple shows before? You know, because I did like the direction of the show. I mean, it was a good oh, yeah. episode for, oh, yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah. Uh, but it, uh, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's so shady. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But the, uh, you know, we, you know, the, so Alex did finally get a new costume. I, I like the costume itself. The eye makeup, could, nah, it wasn't feeling it. But I don't want, see, I don't want to turn this into a whole, like, vetching session about about Supergirl. Um, Why don't you let me start? <laughs> you go right ahead. You asked me, so I was just, I was just trying to start. <laughs> oh my god, Supergirl, yeah, so we don't want to make it a bending session, so I'll just say that um, the part I did appreciate about this episode is actually it had everything to do with Brainy, yeah. um, because I really like how they connected Dreamer's visions of that crazy Brainy um, to the sacrifice he ends up making um, that correct me if I'm wrong, Will. I fell asleep at the end of the episode. Did he survive? Like, is he? They're going to rescue him, right? 
or did they there, rescue him? That's the big cliffhanger. Okay. So okay. yeah, okay. so right, yeah, yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. All right. So I, and I like that too mm-hmm. because there is. I mean, in my mind, they catch him right in time and everything, but they could also not and just not bring that actor back and just say, no, he really did the self-sacrifice because that's what this was all about. This yeah. was about Lex. Lex is willing to do a lot to kill Supergirl, but yes. I don't think he's willing to sacrifice his own life to kill Supergirl. No, no, no. that's definitely not. He definitely, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I like that connection and that whole, the exchanges between Lex and Brainy, especially at the end when Brainy thinks he has the upper hand and Lex claims he doesn't. I still think Brainy did. I still think that Lex was just trying to save face. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, the, that was the highlight for this episode for me. Totally, yeah, I completely agree. Um because that's been a very, I will say the, the 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 brainy arc with with his arrangement with Lex this season uh, was one of the definitely one of the high, higher points of of the season uh, for me and and the way that whole the whole scenario played out, you know, brainy going back to native brainy look and and you're right that that was a very especially thinking about last week's episode where when the DEO was destroyed and Brainy and Dreamer had, had their moment there where he could have opened up to her and shared what was going on and he failed to do so and then carrying it forward to this week where he where she's having the visions of, of Brainy in the in the Leviathan you know, starship and trying to recapture the, the three gods um that that was I, I did like the way that they that they uh, u- utilized and closed out this this particular arc in their relationship and and also especially when you know they managed to you know it was one of those situations where like like the flash this season where the bad guys actually won and and at the end because lex did manage to get the th- capture the three gods in the bottle Mm-hmm. And he delivered him to his mother, mm-hmm. and 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 it was kind of it was yeah. And so he has basically lives to fight another day. And then of course the brainy is is left in a situation where the rest of the team, you know, are weren't able to help him. And we yeah. and and he's and he's in this in this situation where we're we're wondering we go into into season six wondering if Brainy lives or dies, so so that was definitely one of the higher points of the episode. Um, I think I, I will you know as I mentioned last week I I was finally after many weeks of not feeling the Kokara Lena storyline. I think they had a, a good resolution to that where. Uh, again, you're talking about sacrifice, and Lena was willing to sacrifice herself to save Kara whenever Kara went to the VR world. When um, uh, I can't, whenever she was was threatened by Obsidian, so and so that was another really good through line with this episode as far as people making sacrifices for 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 the greater good. Yeah, it. Well, it it was funny because 
when it was all coming together about this idea of, we were talking about it last week, um, mm. how many different subplots this show actually had this season and mm. how various episodes would focus on one and the others would be in the back and it was hard to keep track and how did they all come together? And, and I think that's something that this episode did. It did bring everything together and made it, it more in sync. Mm-hmm. It still felt a bit odd to me because I don't know why, but <laughs> you're going to laugh. Um, when they were talking about how pain makes us human and everything, and it's all about survive, um, overcoming it and everything, not hiding from it and not not trying to make yourself forget and hold on. I kept thinking about Star Wars. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the old thing, like Kyle or Red. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to kill the past. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and the whole analysis about why he like hurts himself in that fight in The Force Awakens. It's because mm-hmm. pain, aggression, and all of that. And so I just, I went straight to Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's, hmm, I don't, are you a Sith? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So, um, but and and I guess it's funny because when you say the bad guys win, for whatever reason, at the end of this episode, I I know there were cliffhangers, but it didn't it didn't feel like there were. There was something missing about a push. Or, and maybe it's just like I, I'm dead inside or something, but I didn't have any emotional reactions to anything that went on. Although I did like the brainy stuff, I still didn't, I didn't even remember if they saved him or not, guys. That's how much I paid attention. I also, it felt very like, okay, because you have Lex say, I'm the winner and let's get to work, mom. And then you have Lena and Kara say, oh, we still got one more bad person to catch. And I'm like, okay, 20, you guys, you guys need some more writing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. I get that. I mean, and I think it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, I I think uh, I agree with your earlier point that it, it did pull itself like a lot of the disparate, like storylines together and mm-hmm. and really did you know, I don't know if it's through just good editing or or, or what because I think they I think they were like f- struggling to get these episodes completed before they had to shut down so um, so I think they did do that did work well and I think as far as again as a as a unintended fin- season finale we uh, I, they can move. We can start season six of Supergirl in a go in a fresh new direction with with some with not having to rehash all this VR stuff because I think Kara made it very you know with going into the VR world saving everybody from from uh, from you know basically the you know Infinity War everybody whole population goes away ending. She she did she she accomplished that and so we can move past that whole story now, and and really focus on you know whether what whatever the fallout is from Brainy I don't think I, I don't think Brainy's going to die, but 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 I think they're going to make us um, he he may be off the off the off the 
Don't say Antarctica. No, no, he won't. He won't be. He won't. But I think he won't be. He probably, you know, when they do return in season six, he may be incapacitated for for maybe an episode or two. Um, in the bathroom. Yeah. Us. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Put in put in this inhibitors for taking him out. I don't know. But uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I think they have with you know, Lex following up to gods and stuff. There's some things that they can do with that, but I'm hoping they'll come up with some fresh, fresh ideas. And, and they just need to that. stop watching power Rangers because bottling yeah. up gods, that is power Rangers. And also yeah. Alex's new costume, power Rangers. Yeah. Continue, yeah. Will. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for building me out there. Yeah. So I, I'm just hoping for a fresh start and just, a, you know, and a, for for the show next season, so we'll see if we'll see what direction they go in. But um, yeah, but I, you know, uh, I you know this show will be a mid-season replacement in 2021. So uh, when they return, it'll be a mid-season return. So I, you know, maybe by that point, I'll start you know looking forward to it and feeling excited for it right now. But you know, it's, it's it's finishing up, and I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. And let's let's move on to let's move on to Doom Patrol. <laughs> Yeah, but not quite yet. Not quite yeah, yet. We yeah, still have yeah. to talk about Star Girl tonight yeah, because yes. because Will made me watch it. Now, I did. Will, did you tell me that it was cinematic, or was did I see that elsewhere online? Um, it had. I said it had a cinematic feel to it. Okay. I didn't say it was cinematic, but a feel to it. But definitely, you know, because I watched it. Right after watching Supergirl, so you know you definitely could tell that, you know, it's a CD, the CW budget versus the DCU budget. <laughs> Not that much difference. <laughs> actually, actually, it was a pretty significant difference. If you watch them back to back, it's I don't know if you did or not, but it, it's it's definitely noticeable. No, I had Batwoman to watch. I didn't watch that. <laughs> 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 I watched that last bit. Um, I do. I, when you throw the word cinematic, whether you put feel in front of it or not, sir, to me, I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be good? And I know there are some listeners who also were tweeting about it last night and also kind of made me have higher expectations. Um, You probably went in with much lower expectations. So I I was excited and I was watching it. I'm like, what the heck, Will? (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what I thought it would be based on the trailer. Yeah, well, I went in with it with, I actually see, I went into it with low low expectations. I I, I, I did. And I I was not sure about it. And um, and I I I will admit, I will admit that this show, I see why they they did do the cross airing on the two different net, two different platforms, because on, it's not quite it's not quite the edgy, groundbreaking things we've we've seen from the DC universe, like i.e. Doom Patrol, which was very inventive. Oh, you could, it's you nowhere could, close you, to Doom. Yeah, Patrol. it's nowhere close exactly. So I was, so it's not, it's, but, but, but from the production standpoint and bigger budget, that type of thing, 
it was you know it was clearly you know it, it had that DC universe flavor to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I put it on par with what we get from Titans and Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, but not, not, but not quite as dark as those two shows. And then yeah. you have on, yeah, but then you have the story side of the CW, where it, you know it does try to appeal to to a, a broader audience, and and I th- and I and I think it successfully does that, and so. But I, I want to I want to make one point before I forget this yeah, because yeah. you keep bringing up Doom Patrol. Yeah. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong. But d- did this town that they're living in, Bluebell or whatever, Nebraska, didn't yeah. that remind you of a certain street that appeared on and in a street? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm yep. pretty yep. sure that's the same set. I'm pretty it is. sure they, they moved they, Andy yeah. Street. <laughs> Both, yeah, both shows were filmed in, in outside Atlanta, so uh, that's probably that's probably why. <laughs> it was so distracting to me because I'm just like, well, everyone's saying hi because they're controlled by Andy. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's it, it, you're right. I, I think it was the same same set as Andy the Street. But anywho. Uh, so I could get that. So you know, so so I, you know, so there was that piece of it. The story, yeah, you know, it wasn't like groundbreaking as far as um, you know taking any chances. Uh, you know, I, I I did. You know, one of the things I did do, and I know I'm a complete nerd for doing this, and you can go ahead and and, yep. and, and get at me. I did compare. I did watch the two different versions just because that's just how I am. So. <laughs> Uh, and there were some significant scenes that they cut from the two, from the CW airing that I think is going to hurt the story down the line. Oh, what scenes? So they cut, remember whenever they cut, when they cut the scenes where Courtney first discovered uh, Pat's locker of all, of, of all the stuff. And so they, yeah, so they, they cut that. Uh, completely out of it. Um, there were there were some things where they trimmed because they trimmed about you know obviously because it's on broadcast they had trimmed about ten minutes of of the episode. No, uh, they, yeah, they they completely cut the uh, the um, the Pat and, and Courtney trying to bond in the car uh, in the car. Okay. Uh, where it was so super awkward. So you know. So again, at the back end of the episode, whenever he has the conversation about uh, Stripey and and those kind of things, you know, it takes it, it does again. Complete, it doesn't completely change the plot, but it just takes away some of the depth. I think from that back end scene of of the episode. So you know, it would have been nice if they had they had kept that in. Uh, well, or or not kept it in. They trimmed a little bit. They the they completely cut the remember the 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 map of Blue Valley that she found in the in Pat's locker. Um, yeah, did they yeah. cut the gymnastics sequence that was totally weird, random, and unnecessary? They trimmed it. They did trim it. They trimmed that the the, the, the training sequence on the roof. They did trim that. Uh, they trimmed. They trimmed a little bit of the beginning, just to, uh, some of this banter between Pat and Starman. Um, 
And then there are a couple others. And, and, and there's some of the little side plots as far as like meeting the, the garage guy, Larry, the muscle dude. You know, they cut, they trimmed some of that scene and they trimmed, I think they either trimmed or they cut the, uh, her meeting the, the cheerleader. You know, so some of the teenage, you know, interactions when she moved to Blue Valley and also whenever she left, um, when she left LA, they trimmed a scene where she left her, her good friend there. So they did some trimming and then they did some just straight up cuts. And, oh. and one of, and one of the bigger cuts, I thought that probably will come back to like, um, make a difference is to one of the points you had on the, on the rundown, which was the whole question about the, the star man, uh, being her father. Mm-hmm. Because they drop a name that was cut in the CW cut CW version, Sam uh, Sam Curtis, mm-hmm. and so in the comic book, we learned actually Sam Curtis is actually her her father. Um, oh. So so, uh, and of course in, in this and you know of course in, this, in the series, Star Girl Courtney thinks that Sam Curtis is just the alias that Sam. That Sylvester Pimbleton Pimblebrook was using for, um, because she can't, you know, she was saying that she can't find her anything about her real father on the grid as far as as far as Sam. Uh, so there was the, the, that was another cut that was made that I think is going to impact the so story I'm down confused. the line. I'm yeah. confused. Yeah. Is Starman her father or not? I don't think he is. So okay. I, uh, yeah. I'm glad. That that would have been way too weird and convenient and just a bigger cliche. Yeah, close. And I and I think that my issue with this show is that it feels very small, and it feels very narrow. I want to for some reason I keep thinking about the word narrow, where like a show, even Flash, even though it has its issues, and Batwoman. They have very large, expansive casts. There's a lot of different subplots. There's a lot of different actions. And then this episode, and this pilot in particular, and I get it. It's a lot of exposition. It's set up for characters. Even the things they set up, though, felt very small and very... Why are why is it taking us so long from to get from point A to point B? We've We've met one other person or two other issues that why are these scenes why is why is she still doing gymnastics on the broom <laughs> no, it's not a broom yeah. i know it's a staff but still yeah. it just yeah. felt very like why is this taking so long like the pacing was off for me and it mm. just i didn't the only thing that did feel large and big and and exciting was the jsa part and this yeah. whole idea of this history and how mm-hmm. she knows about the JSA. She she has right. her beliefs about them. And and also Pat's backstory. I thought that was great that he's a sidekick. He's stripey. Yeah. And and he's still doing sidekick things. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Trouble. Well, see, that's where, to your point, it felt feeling small. See, I, actually, I think... That actually appeals to me because, and maybe if there is something that's different from like the Arrowverse and some of the other shows, and where the show can like build its sort of niche is, is 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 that 
smallness or that that more groundy more not grounded because but more more intimate type of of show where it's dealing with you know we'll we'll see a, a young teenager uh trying to find her way as a superhero especially one who is living about the legacy of the famous jsa and and then, and then assembling her own version of the JSA in, in Blue Valley as the series progresses, and so you know, so I think you know, I think it'll grow because especially when you think when you, with with Brainwave and the Icicle, and the conversation, you know, you know, tying it back to what you were talking about the, the very the big, the big scale felt of larger scale uh, of the opening with the original JSA. Um, you know, with the with with Courtney's fight at the end of at the end of the episode, it really, it I I, I saw the potential where they could go with it and, and tie in those things together, and also tying the the high you know the the fact that how that Brainwave's son is is in the same high school as, as Courtney, and he's the you know, I like the, that the, part. The, yeah. Uh, the jock who is who's the you know who's a big He's jerk and that kind of thing, athlete. So you know, so there's a lot of good. I think there's there's a you're right. There was a lot of exposition and they did a lot of setup, but I think it was necessary just to sort of open you know, just to, to to start establish this this universe of of uh, in this new town of Blue Valley, uh, and really establish the characters. Give us a little bit of backstory, and I think that's why I was mentioned before. I think some of the CW cuts. So, folks, if you if you've been thinking about if you really like the show, and um, uh, you know, I, I recommend at least in the free trial of the DC Universe just to get the first two episodes because they are going they are longer than the CW versions, and then of course you could drop it because the, from episode three to the rest of the, the first season, they are they're the same time so there won't be any 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 changes any cuts that cw will have to make to, to broadcast it so so but, but i think those little things those little nuggets that i pointed out i think whenever we get further along in the season and we talk about if we continue to talk about the show i think those moments will be like be able to use moments like oh yeah now that all how all those things connect and and also you know, one of the other backstory things where they change from the from some slight tweaks from the comic and adapted to television so you know we did learn you know so pat and uh sylvester you know that was a there was a star spangled kid and pat was was the was the sidekick to that but instead the difference is in the comic book uh the star spangled kid ended up sylvester ended up becoming skyman and actually, Starman was another was another character altogether that's not in the series who actually gave her uh, the, the the cosmic cosmic staff. So that was one of the changes that they made. But other structural things within it are pretty consistent with her, her backstory in, in in the comic book. Uh, so I I think that probably at the end of this, this is also a big difference where you're a super nerd. I'm a semi nerd. And for whatever well, reason, this just doesn't appeal to my nerdiness. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, give it, give it the whole three episode try. And then oh, if you no, feel... no, I didn't say I was giving up on it. I'm just, yeah. I think you're 
seen I, I and I completely understand where you're coming from on yeah. it. And I will give you that coming from Supergirl, Batwoman, and Flash, we this is a different take because we're dealing with a high schooler, we're dealing with a father-daughter abandonment issue. Um, it has some vibes that we've seen in recent superhero shows of like, are the heroes the good guys or are they the bad guys? Um, considering the effects they might have on their families or the people they care about. Yeah. So it I, I mean I'm gonna give it a try. I'm just also I'm not enthused and mm-hmm. I think you should be very careful when you use the word cinematic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And, and like I said, I think I, I may have, again, I, I, I guess with the production values and whatnot, I uh, really felt, I, I guess I, I maybe got a little bit too enthusiastic, but, I, but, I, but especially, but even when I like watched the DC universe version versus even the CW version, where it was all chopped up and stuff, I, it, it seemed like, I was like, damn, did they like cheapen it somehow with their like transfers? Because even when I was watching on the CW version, it just seemed, uh, the CW cut, I should call it, 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 it just seemed like they had like, I don't know, like darkened the hues or something. It just didn't feel the same way as I was, I was watching on a DC app. But anyway, I, again, I think as I t- said before, if folks, if you really do like the show, I recommend at least for the first two, just sign up for the free trial period for the dc universe app not they're not paying me to say this i'm just i'm just saying if you really like the show i think you'll benefit you'll you'll benefit from having the extra 10 minutes uh of content speaking of people being too enthusiastic release the signer <laughs> cut is coming to hbo max in 2021 whatever the fuck that means <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I guess the the people the peoples have spoken and the big corporate overlords have listened and they are definitely they are they are completing the 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 Snyder version in of quarantine. Justice League hmm? in quarantine. Because really what happened is they were told they can't go into work to finish the projects they were currently working on. So they finished the one that had already been completed and they're going to redo it. Yay. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's, I was it's with this with the Snyder Cut. So it, it they are, trying, I think I've, they are giving them anywhere, I guess, about 20 to 30 million dollars. It's a pretty, pretty ex- detailed story in the Hollywood Reporter about it. Uh, but one of the th- one of the noteworthy things about the um, Snyder Cut uh, on HBO Max, one, any content for the new platform, but two, uh, they in, that goes into this. They were it could be either a big four hour long director's cut, which good lord, that's like getting into the Irishman realm, or they may break it up into six episodes. Uh, to be aired in, in 2021 over on, on that on that new platform. So, again, any content and what better way to do it is something that fans have been climbing for. So, you know, all you Daredevil fans, you know, maybe you can get Marvel to do the same. I don't know, but um, but in all seriousness, I think um, I think they, you know, there are, a lot of the shots were not completed and stuff, and effects were not done. So they'll be able to to do that and. And yeah, I mean, once again, fandom, fandom axed, and, and and as I said, the big corporate, the cor- big corporate masters listened, and folks are gonna get their Snyder cut. 
so we can finally retire that hashtag. And on that note, Will, where can our followers find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can follow me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>